All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics beat the Memphis Grizzlies 109-106 in a wild ending. Uh, gonna roll today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, and wrap things up uh, talking a little bit about the road ahead for these seas. Uh, to get things started here, I have spent the last couple minutes trying to figure out who's going to be player of the game, whether it be Jason Tatum, who carried the, the bulk of the scoring, or whether it was Marcus Smart. And where I landed was both. Uh, I hate doing this, doing it again, though, uh, because Marcus Smart had an unbelievable game tonight. Uh, I'm going to start with him because, honestly, like I don't think the Celtics – play i don't think the celtics win if marcus smart didn't start the way that he started but i don't think the celtics win if they didn't fit if he didn't finish the way that he finished as well uh so let's dive into it marcus smart 15 points seven rebounds uh in 12 assists 12 assists for marcus smart he had 11 last game so another huge game 23 assists in two games uh and is the point guard that everyone's been clamoring for. So this is just another super, super impressive performance from him. Uh, but it's not just the assists that really stood out this game. Uh, obviously, we know what he can bring you on the defensive end, but he also had a couple of massive plays down the stretch. He had that uh, alley-oop to Al Horford for his 10th assist, uh, he had that unreal lefty and one finish after the fake handoff to Tatum. And then he took a charge on jaw with two minutes left, like a couple just massive, massive performances uh, or plays from Marcus Smart in this one down the stretch, like that charge on jaw with two minutes left was as big a play defensively as it gets. So Marcus Smart today really, really took control of this game to start. Uh, you want to talk about, you know, contributing to everything. Marcus Smart had 10 points and three assists, contributed to all 16 of the Celtics points to start today's game. And it never really slowed down. The assists continued throughout. He had uh, four after the first, six at half, uh, 10 actually 11 at the, at the end of the third uh, and then chipped in another in the fourth. So the guy just continued to pile it on throughout this entire game. And it was as beautiful a game as we have seen from Marcus Smart in a long time. You know, we went back last game, right? And I taught, I gave Marcus Smart player of the game because he did everything you want. The assist numbers were high. The turnovers were low. He didn't take any erratic shots. Like, Marcus Smart had a couple chances to take stupid shots today and opted not to. So I don't know if that's just a, a level of maturity that we haven't seen in a little bit, but it is beautiful. So really, really solid game from him. But the other guy that you do not win this game without is Jason Tatum. 
So when you're talking about players of the game, you know, quote unquote, uh, Jason Tatum, you have to give some credit to here as well. End of the game, 38 points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, both of which were on John Morant. Uh, so really, really solid overall game from Jason Tatum as well. This isn't just a one-trick pony. The guy's not going out there, lighting up the Grizzlies for 38 points. He's contributing on the defensive end as well. Uh, we came into this game very much expecting you know, a battle between Jason Tatum and John Morant, and that's exactly what we got tonight. Uh, John Morant went off again, as he usually does against the Celtics, uh, but 30 points, eight rebounds, nine assists for John Morant. The, he is just as electric of a player as it gets. It's just a fun guy to watch play basketball. Uh, the Celtics did a, as good of a job as they could. I already talked about Marcus Smart taking a charge late in the game. Jason Tatum having a couple of blocks on him. Al Horford chipped in with a block. Uh, so overall, the Celtics came together as a team uh, and put together a couple of really solid defensive possessions against them. Josh still went out and got his because he's that great of a player. Uh, but Jason Tatum was really there to counteract it the entire game. Uh, really just another super impressive uh, performance as far as you know being aggressive goes for Jason Tatum. Uh, we've seen his, his free throw numbers just continue to climb year after year. This year, he's averaging eight and a half free throws a game. Tonight, got to the free throw line 15 times. Did miss two crucial free throws late in the game. Fortunately, uh, Grant was able to hit his. Jason Tatum did hit his again later after after the Grant free throws. Uh to really solidify the game. But overall, you know, 11 of 15, the guy is just getting to the free throw line over and over and over. Uh, and this is, this is the Jason Tatum that we want, right? We don't need, well, we don't want Jason Tatum to be scoring 38 points, taking 30 shots a game. If he can limit that a little bit and, shoot, say 12 for 25, just under 50% from the field, he has the ability to get to that 30, 40 point range, which is just great, right? This is a game where he really struggled from deep. Like he shot three of 11 from three today. Like for Jason Tatum, terrible. Honestly, for any NBA player, terrible numbers, right? But he managed to keep the points high because... He was able to get to the free throw line and hit 11 free throws today. So both of these guys just contributed in such a massive, massive way. And it's great to see. Uh, we did have a couple of other like huge performances. Uh, one, I thought Al Horford was excellent tonight. Uh, they, we saw a little bit of Al bodying guys. One of my favorite plays of the game was Al Horford bodying Brandon Clark hitting his like signature fadeaway little short jumper uh right in front of Brandon Clark's face after backing him down from basically the three-point line so Al Horford finished the night 15 points six rebounds two assists a steal two blocks played 32 minutes probably too much uh 
But overall, really solid, impactful minutes. Again, had the night off, didn't play last game because it was the second night of a back-to-back. So had two days rest. Love to see it from him. Came out firing. Uh, Grant started today. I don't know. They decided to switch up the lineup last second. Derek White was actually slated in the starting lineup, uh, according to the Celtics' Twitter, 30 minutes before the game. And we get there. They're ta- they introduce the starting lineups on the TV. And Derek White is still in the starting lineup. For some reason, Grant Williams started. I don't know if Derek White was caught in the bathroom last second, whatever. Grant started, didn't really shoot. Actually, didn't shoot at all. I can't say didn't really shoot because he actually didn't shoot. Was zero for zero. Uh, Played 38 minutes, which to me is bizarre. But Grant Williams matched up against Ja a lot tonight. Defensively, Grant Williams was fantastic. He hit those two massive free throws to go up four late in the game. Uh, So overall, I mean, it's a solid game for Grant Williams. Chipped in two offensive rebounds was a beast down low uh, in a couple different circumstances. So overall, it's a really solid night for Grant Williams as well. Uh, The other... The other guy that I was super impressed with, and the stat line doesn't really show up, uh, was Malcolm Brogdon. You know, you look at the the shooting numbers, three of 12, two of seven from three. End of the game, eight points, nine rebounds, though. So we've talked about the rebounding deficiency and how the team needs to collectively just be better. And... We've had games where you know Jalen Brown's been in double digits. Jason Tatum's been in double digits. We haven't really seen a guy like Malcolm Brogdon go in and get nine rebounds. So overall, I mean, it's not a, again, it's not a game where he's going out lighting up the stat sheet, but he was very efficient when he was out there. You want to talk about a guy shifting energy, JB, whatever, uh, Malcolm Brogdon was it, and he's been it the last couple games. So really solid performance overall, uh, especially on the rebounding side of things where the Celtics did need help. Because in the first quarter, uh, we were getting killed on the boards. A bunch of offensive rebounds that we gave up. Uh, and we'll talk about that in the, the second half of this podcast. But Malcolm Brogdon came in and really shifted gears and got the Celtics off to a good start. He was part of that second unit that started the second quarter and ended up going on a 20 to 20 to 0 run to start that quarter. So a lot of it stems from Malcolm Brogdon getting downhill, finding guys. Like this is I mean four assists starts because he is absolutely driving to the rim as hard as he can and creating opportunities for others. So, you know, call it what you want. You can say, oh, he played bad. He only shot three of 12, two of seven from three. He's impacting the games in multiple different ways. So solid game from him. Same kind of goes for Derek White, significantly, you know, less on the numbers. Uh, Defensively had a couple of huge plays. Picked John Morant's pocket, ended up with a transition dunk for Jason Tatum, uh, had a good block. So like he's contributing, uh, Jalen Brown, 
I don't really know what to talk to, what to say about Jalen Brown. Cause honestly it was a pretty ugly game. Uh, he had 14 points after the third on six of 17 from the field. Uh, he ended the game with 21. So he had seven points in the fourth quarter, looked better in the fourth, two strong takes, huge bucket to go up five with eight minutes left. Uh, kind of stayed around that five mark for a while. So better fourth quarter. Uh, unfortunately, going to have to talk about him a little bit more in that second uh, half of the podcast, which don't like doing. Uh, but overall, this is a game, you know, the Celtics had 26 assists tonight. And, you know, as far as turnovers go, you know, if you take out Jalen Brown's numbers, who had seven, and again, we'll talk about that. This is a pretty low turnover game as well. Take out Jalen Brown, and we've got eight turnovers as a team. So bring that down to a normal three, and that's 11, which we're pretty happy about most nights. So, you know, overall, I think the team did a better job controlling it. Offensively, I was kind of expecting, you know, more points. This is a Celtics team that led the league with 118.8 points per game. Memphis was fourth. Uh, I don't know the exact number on that, but I think it was like 116. So I was expecting a, a slightly more offensive battle. But that plays in the Celtics' favor. We've talked about defensive deficiencies. Uh, second quarter, we held the Grizzlies to 20 points. We outscored them 37 to 20 in that second. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, we outscored them 25-21. So it's there, right? We want to talk about some of the positive things. Uh, obviously, the Celtics are capable of going on massive, massive runs. They've looked like the absolute best team that's ever played basketball in certain runs of games. The only thing that we're missing is still the consistency piece. And I want to dive into all of that. Before we dive into really the, the negatives of today's game, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Whether it's betting on the Celtics versus Warriors, that NBA Finals rematch, DraftKings is your place to go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. I already kind of alluded to it. Want to talk about Jalen Brown today. Uh, This is a game, you know, he was one starter that was minus six in today's game. Al Horford, I guess, is a minus seven as well. But the minutes that Jalen Brown played today were particularly ugly. And I want to talk more so about quarters one through three, uh, because I don't think the fourth quarter he was okay. Like, he still had the seven points. But overall, you watch the the way he played in the first three quarters. Again, I, I kind of mentioned it. He was 6 of 17 from the field. Ended the night with seven turnovers. Everything Jalen Brown was doing seemed to be forced. Uh, even like immediately at the start of the game. Drove into the lane twice. Swallowed. Blocked. Two straight possessions. Now, Jalen Brown has done a great job of getting to the rim, getting downhill, getting to the free throw line early this season. Uh, But for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe he just didn't have his explosiveness during that one possession or the two possessions because he was getting swallowed up all night. And this isn't a Memphis team that is particularly big. Uh, So it should be a team that, you know, he can elevate over. Right. But for whatever reason, wasn't there. And it kind of continued that way. You know, we are very accustomed to seeing Jalen Brown hit some big shots or difficult shots, not necessarily big as in like important, but big as in extremely difficult. Like he is a tough shot maker. Uh, but tonight, those shots didn't fall. And when you miss tough shots, they look forced. Right, and that's pretty much the the entire summary of his game today. Most of his game looked forced, uh, and again, I am the biggest JB supporter. I think you know he is my favorite player on the team. I've been saying that for a while now, uh, but tonight was not a good game for him. At least quarters one through three, he looked really, really tough. Uh, so you don't like to see one of your star players with seven turnovers because it just puts the entire team in a, in a bad light, right? Like the Celtics were on a bunch of runs today. They had a couple of massive runs and it seemed like every time we got up there, Jalen Brown either bricked a shot, turned the ball over or committed a stupid foul. He also had four fouls today, two of which were offensive. So you want to talk about just like bad possessions. Jalen Brown had a ton of them today. And 
again, you just you hate seeing it. You hate seeing it. He wasn't the only negative uh, in today's game. There were certainly some other parts here. Uh, we can talk about Noah Vonley. I'll keep it super quick because this guy cannot stand on the floor for more than 30 seconds without committing a foul. Uh, it is just a, he's having a tough stretch. He started off first couple games. He looked real good. But then again, so did every single thing the Celtics did in the first three games. Vonley looked great. Even against Philly, against Joel Embiid, Noah Vonley looked great. He played 30-something minutes that game and held his own. He has not really done that much in the last six games. Seven games. Sure, chalk it up to that at least. Uh, so it's really been a tough showing for Noah Vonley. Uh, this is a game where we opted to go small. Like Grant started, played 38 minutes. Horford played 32 minutes. We didn't really go with any other bigs besides Vonley. Vonley played eight. There was no Blake. Cap and Gelly was actually, you know, brought up, activated because Luke Cornett was out with personal reasons. He didn't play. So Vonley was the only big off the bench, and he played eight minutes. It it's another reason why I'm a little, you know, curious as to why Grant started. Uh, but at the end of the day, we still got Brogdon as 19, Derek White with his 18. So we still played similar rotational minutes. Uh, but for whatever reason, like Vonley just cannot stay on the floor. Like it looked at the beginning of the season, like he was going to be an actual like rotational piece. And that has changed so fast, so fast for him. Uh, and you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, what else you hate to see is the Celtics shooting numbers in this one. Yikes. So after the Celtics went out and set a franchise record with 27 three-points made, uh, they come out 12 of 37, uh, 32%. That number was even lower earlier in the game. Uh, overall, just tough night. Again, I talked about Jason Tatum. Uh, he was three of 11 from three. Jalen Brown was one of six from three. Brogdon, two of seven. The only one that, you know, really looked good from beyond the arc was Al Horford, who was three of three. Sam Hauser, I mean, you know, he was one of two, call it 50%. That's great. But like, you're getting minutes, you got to shoot the ball, right? We've talked about this, and I, I, talked about in the last podcast too when sam hauser's in the game he's in the game because he can shoot he's not the greatest defender in the world so if he's in there and he's not really defending at a high level and he's not shooting he's not really helping and the numbers do not back me up whatsoever i'm completely making this up because he is like almost leading the entire nba in plus minus this season Go figure. Tonight, he was a plus nine as well. So maybe I'm just being dramatic with this, uh, but I want to see Sam Hauser shoot more. I know the kid is a stud when it comes to shooting. I want him to shoot. Uh, so a game where he plays you know, 11 minutes, there should be more than two shot attempts. And he had a couple that he passed up today. 
Same thing with Grant. You know, both of these guys, Grant Williams, he passed up two. I tweeted about both of them. He had two very, very good looks that he passed up. He tried to drive. It didn't work. I think he turned the ball over on one of those two possessions. Uh, maybe I think that was the the shot clock violation. But there are just like, there are times to move the ball. I mean, we talked about Grant and his, like, I guess, improvements this year uh, and putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rack is one of them. But this was a game he had a couple opportunities just go up with it. So there's still some areas of improvement defensively. uh, The Celtics kind of came out stale in this one, Uh, gave up 34 points in that first quarter, 31 in the third. The third quarter kind of haunted us again. Uh, Got outscored 31-19 in that third quarter. Uh, but overall, I think this was a, a better game. We held a pretty solid Memphis Grizzlies team that was seven and three prior to today. Hadn't lost at home and we came out with a big dub. So got to be happy about that. Uh, what else you have to be happy about is the standings here because undefeated Milwaukee got smoked by Atlanta today. Absolutely smoked. So with that, the Celtics obviously are not going into first place because we still have three losses, uh, but edging a little bit closer here. Nine and one for Milwaukee, eight and one for the Cavs, uh, seven and three. So we're in third place. Two games behind uh, and plenty of time, plenty of opportunity to move up those standings here. Uh, it's going to be a big week. We've got... Tomorrow off, we play Pistons Wednesday and then Nuggets Friday and then Pistons again on Saturday. For whatever reason, going back to the Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Don't like it, but fortunately for the Celtics, the second half of the back-to-back is against the Pistons. So Al Horford, presumably not playing that game, but it's the Pistons. So should be a fun one. But that's where we're going to wrap things up for today's podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. You can see it right below, right over here. Uh, Follow our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it, I know you felt it Green and white, white and green, who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?